Hey, it's PF. We wrapped up our series on the Beach Boys last week, counting down the, what was it, 27 albums out of the 29, uh, ranked by me, having been a fan since 1976. Uh, wasn't sure what to do for the next episode. Again, comedy isn't back 100% yet, or even like, I wouldn't even say 33% yet. Uh, the one paper I write for went out of business. The one in Cincinnati is still in business, but only publishing every other week. Shows aren't happening on a regular basis, although our new com or our old comedy club, our venerable comedy club, the iconic Go Bananas, just reopened this week. So local comedians are filling up the bill right now. They're going to bring in some national acts very soon. It's been completely renovated. If you've ever been, you need to go because the, uh, the comedians always say on this show, the two best clubs in America Besides the ones on the coast, maybe even including the ones on the coast, or Acme and Go Bananas. So do check that out. But in the meantime, like I said, I don't know what to do with the show. I've been enjoying doing the music stuff. I may continue doing that. I might do a show on 12-inch singles. Uh, I might count down the OMD albums. And I thought, well, that's kind of a niche thing. But then I thought, well, that is what podcasting is. Because I reckon most people that tune into this show aren't tuning in on a weekly basis, but they see someone they like. Like Paula Poundstone is probably one of our most downloaded episodes. And I probably because she's not on a lot of podcasts. And she just, you know, agreed to do this show a couple of times. Fantastic. was been a big fan of her since the 80s. But I think it's people like that looking for people they are fans of as opposed to people listening every listening every week. Uh, thank you so much. If not, I don't mind. You can cherry pick like my friend Jackie Cation says about her podcast. Have at it. In the meantime, we're going to listen to an episode with another very popular guest. This was his second appearance on the show, Jimmy Pardo, the, the, fan, the man that made the show, as a matter of fact. When he was on episode 9, so many people downloaded it that Podbean came to me and said, you can no longer have a free account. You're getting too many hits. You're going to have to pay us now, son. So I did. And this is Jimmy's second appearance. This was in 2012. There's no dumb bits or any other extraneous stuff. It's just Jimmy. Uh, I don't know if there's a song of the week or not. But in any case, you may get a song of the week from back then, plus a song of the week from this week, brand new, from Rathbone Place. He's a DJ that I know nothing about. I'll explain on the other side. In the meantime, it's an encore presentation of episode 51 from a 2012 PF Tape Recorder with Jimmy Pardo. Enjoy. Hi, this is Todd Glass, and you're listening to PF Tape Recorder. Huh? That's a good thing. Put a little music under that. I think you can do a lot with it. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, Jimmy Pardo and I are friendly, uh, we're acquaintances, we've spoken several times over the years, we've met once, but uh, he knows me better than I thought he did, as evidenced by his guess as to what's on my iPod. Well, yours is what, 98% OMD? We'll hear more from Jimmy in just a minute. I uh, just want to tell you that it's a special treat, actually, for episode 51. Uh, I believe this is 51. Anyway, it's uh, all Jimmy Pardo, so there's no fake news, no dumb bits, none of that stuff. It's all Jimmy Pardo. He was nice enough to take some time to talk to us here on PF's Tape Recorder, so I thought I'd treat you to the entire conversation. Here's our talk with Jimmy Pardo. Enjoy. Jimmy. I guess we don't know what 1.30 means, huh? Oh, yeah. It took 10 minutes for I get, to get my desktop up. Unbelievable. Um, All right, hang on. Let me send Jess an email letting her know Okay. Uh, to not panic. Okay, sorry about that. 
Hang on, PDF. Hold on. P- you know, I'm already rattled by this Facebook thing today. Yes, yes, I have a funny story about that. All right, hang on one more. Okay, uh, he is on the phone now. I would have emailed her, but it'll probably take another five minutes for the stupid email to go through. Uh, listen, I don't know what your what your game is today. I don't like it. All right, <laughs> here we go. I'm good to go. Okay. Uh, you tell me what you need me to do. Just speak, probably. Answer questions. Exa- exactly, yes. Uh, well, I was, I was thinking on the way home that not only are you one of the most listened to podcasters uh, in the world, but uh, you're also one of the most uh, frequent podcast guests uh, trying to raise all boats. And I was trying to think of an analogy of like who you used to always see on the talk shows in the 70s when we were growing up. And I'm just too tired and stressed out to think of who that was. <laughs> Uh, who would it be? Would it be Spalding Gray? Would it be uh, uh, Dick Cavett was uh, Cavett, always maybe. one that was on a lot? Maybe. Rickles, perhaps. Uh, Joan Rickles, Rivers. Uh, was, there was other ones that are, uh, you know, you know who is, it's interesting. Uh, are we recording, by the way? Is this Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it Marin style. I just started the recording and we'll just fade into it. Love it. Uh, you know who was huge, and, and I just saw his documentary, was uh, Paul Williams. He oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I he, uh, he he became like a uh, like they sh- in the documentary they showed him like appearing and guest hosting you know he guest hosted the Tonight Show Merv Griffin Mike Douglas uh, and he was a guest on all these things too so uh, that's a that's a good example I'm diminutive in size as well <laughs> well I had read somewhere that somebody had the record for most talk show appearances or maybe I was thinking most times hosting the Tonight Show apart from uh, apart from Johnny and that was Gary Shandling I know holds that record. Until, the, I thought it was David Brenner. No, I think it was Chandling because I um I, I watched. I think it's uh, Brenner. Okay. <laughs> the, I'm, I'm not. I'm not mad about if, this at all. If I had my own, my, uh, if, if I had my own Danny Katz, I'd have him looking it up. But I don't. I should have my daughter look it up. She's on the laptop here. But well, you should um, have somebody doing something. Exactly. Yeah. No. <laughs> put people to work here. Put Lizzie to work. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, I just wrote myself, letting me know that we're talking on the phone. I didn't even write the right person. <laughs> okay. I'm such an idiot. Uh, hang on. Let me fix this. All right. I, I'm not a complete spaz. I, there I we was going to say, all I, right, that's solved. Boy, my voice is raspy today, PF. Let's not, it is. Let's not let it, that affect like, our lives. I think you've been smoking a couple of packs there. Ah, it does sound like that, doesn't it? But yeah. I, you know, I keep my temple clean. You know that. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. It's uh, <laughs> like Mike Love doing the transcendental meditation, no drug or drink, and uh, uh, good yeah, to go. And, well, the only difference is uh, I don't do any of that, and people like me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although he was, I don't, I've, not, I've not met one person in show business that's ever said a good thing about Michael Love. No, I haven't either. Uh, and in fact, I might have told the story before uh, on another episode where uh, some guy I met at the airport once when I was working there. We'd gotten to talking about that biography because we were thumbing through that and at the at the airport. And this guy says, "Yeah, I traveled with him for a couple of shows in New England. Uh, I, I knew somebody in the band." And he goes, "And Mike Love is, was such a prick." And I'm like. I, I would agree with that because I don't know any better, but Mike Love was very nice to me when I interviewed him for City Beat last year. So that's the only interaction I've had with him, and he couldn't have been nicer had I not known all the backstory, which, of course, I do, being a big Beach Boy fan. Um, you know, I, I have to err on the side. He was actually nice to me. You know, he maybe he's uh, mellowed with age. Could be. I, I, I've actually seen I, people have been saying that even on this tour, uh, this most recent this reunion tour, that he's like. Uh, been very uh, friendly and outgoing, but oh, okay. uh, you yeah. know history's on our side that he's not. Well, it, speaking of this tour, have you had, did you had a chance to see it? Have they been in Los Angeles yet? Now, listen, you know my old favorite, my, my standard joke. We had my classic joke about how I had the pleasure of being at a golf outing once where I opened for a Beach Boys tribute band. No, and uh, how do I not know this? Guys, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. These guys were spot on, PF. I hated them as much as I hate the Beach Boys. <laughs> so they were perfect. Well, I'll, then I'll, I'll pass this along to Gary Lucy then. then he, he should go see the show. Uh, you know, I like about five Beach Boys songs, and I think uh, you know exactly what five I'm talking about. Good Vibrations, In My Room, um, and then you, you, you choose the other three because I, okay. I can't think of them. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I noticed on your Facing book page today there was a little uh, altercation and uh, like most uh, folks that, that are in show business, you have a, a personal Facebook page and a, a fan page or a page that's specifically just for the fans that they can still be friends on. And, that's correct. Uh, yes, and a lady got mixed up, and you directed her to the fan page, and she was a little upset with you. And uh, th the funny story I was going to tell you was that a, a couple of months ago, remember we discussed Christian Finnegan and how he and I probably both knew the lead singer of Kaja Google was Lamal and that Nick Beggs was the bass player, and... Well, I had Christian on a couple episodes later, and I wanted to link to it on Facebook and say, oh, this is the and the continuation of our discussion with Jimmy Pardo. Let's see if Christian Finnegan does know who the bass player in Kajagugu is. And I tried to tag you in the Facebook post, and it didn't work. And I'm like, well, that's weird. So I went and looked up your name in the search, and I saw, ended up accidentally on your personal page and friended you, thinking I must have unfriended you somehow. And, that was it. and then I looked when you friended me back and thought, oh, crap, this is his personal page. But it was very nice of you to friend me back. Well, listen, PF, I'm not going to lie to you. You, uh, you are a guy that falls in a very weird area. In yes. that uh, we, are, we are friendly with each other. Yes. Uh, to say we are friends is a crazy statement. That I don't think that's <laughs> insulting to either of us. Right. Uh, and we are certainly not family. But no. I think there's about, I think I, think I had about 270-something on my personal page. And I would say maybe 25 of you fall into that little area of, I don't want to say no to you because I enjoy you and I like your company. Right. And uh, yet I think you would understand if I did say no, but I didn't yeah, want to absolutely. put anybody yeah. in that weird position. I would have figured it out immediately because as soon as I clicked on it, it brought up your, your personal page and it says, this is only for family and friends. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> well, you know, so, so and by the way, no worries there because obviously yeah. I, I said yes. Sure, sure. Uh, but, but if I don't, if I don't, here's what happened with this woman today. And it happens all the time if, uh, because, uh, you know, other podcasters or whatever link you know, Jim Pardo said this, or Jim Pardo commented, that sort of thing. So people come to there and go, oh, I like Jimmy Pardo, too. And then uh, they either see what you said, saw where it's for friends and family, or I send them this. It's a very nice message saying, hey, I appreciate the thought, but this is for friends and family. I try to keep it that way. Please go to my fan page, because that's really where I do all my communicating anyway. Right. Yeah, exactly. And 10, 10 out of 10, until today, would, would go, hey, man, no problem, didn't realize. Uh, this woman came back, and she's like, uh, I forget what her first comment was, but it was, and I wrote back, I go, you do realize we're neither friend nor family. I don't know you. <laughs> and she, and then she wrote back, uh, what I posted, uh, oh, illusions of grandeur, I'll pass. Yeah. It's like, first of all, you contacted me. Second of all, you, you, what, the, what are you not understanding here? <laughs> you, you were not friends. Or, I don't know you. I don't even, I, I've never, I don't, uh, you can't be offended, you freaking weirdo. <laughs> And look, I'm getting all angry. I, I, and I was so mad. And, and then, like, I wrote this whole long response to her that I didn't send because then I realized, <laughs> don't, you know, leave this nut bar alone. But yeah, yeah. it's like, once she didn't understand, we're neither friends nor family. It's like, end of conversation. You apologize to me and you move on with your life. <laughs> what do you yeah. think about that, PF? That's, 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 that's pretty hilarious. Of course, a lot of people jumped of in, but a lot of people jumped in on your side, too. By the way, I noticed. How do you not? How do you not yeah, jump into my true. side? I'm right. That's, I know. I know. I'm. Hey, I'm with. You. I was one of them. Uh, 
Uh, now, speaking of, uh, of uh, friends and family and things like that, I'm going to segue into another interesting story. Is uh, Two weeks ago, the family and I drove to, guess where? Yes, the Orland Park Mall. Ah, what were you doing? In, is it still called Orland Square, by the way? It is. Indeed, it is. Uh, all right, so you're at Orland Square. You are uh, uh, you're the old Trump, uh, the old uh, the old grounds where yes. Jimmy Pardo and Paul Boyev would walk around with our haircuts and try to pick up girls. There you go. Yes, and I was doing the exact same thing, uh, probably some 600 miles away in Pittsburgh at the Century Three Mall. But um, right. in this case, we uh, we were there to see a free concert by Never Shout Never as part of the Journeys. They're a, a clothing store for the young people. They sponsored a, a tour of rock and roll bands, and they wound up at Orland Park, and we, we like Chicago a lot, so it was a free concert, and uh, my daughter, fangirl, uh, convinced us to go up there, so uh, we did. And where did, did they perform at a parking lot? Right side of Sears. They set up a stage and fenced it off, and yeah, it was them. They were the, had never, never Shot Never was the headline act. Uh, there was a, a nice group from Lima, Ohio called uh, Hit the Lights, not to be confused with our lovely friend of the podcast, Lights, from uh, Toronto. And uh, okay. a bunch of local bands, and uh, yeah, you know, a lot of skateboarding and that kind of affair, and uh, yeah, so we, we went up and, and saw that, and uh, I told my wife, you know, Jimmy Pardo used to work in this very same mall. Well, you know what, bad news, I never worked at that mall. I thought you did. Uh, no, that's the mall that I would uh, hang out at. I worked oh. at Lincoln Mall, which is, uh, I understand, closing, uh-huh. and I worked at a place called Bremen Mall, which is uh, now uh, entirely, like, they turned the entire mall into a Menards. Hmm. Uh, that gives you an idea how small that mall was or how big Menards are, your call. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, Orland Square was where I uh, did most of my hanging out. And, okay. and again, attempting to, uh, I, you know, I say get laid, but that was not really what was happening at that time in yeah. my life. I just was trying to make out with girls in my Fiero. Yes. Well, it still, still figures prominently into Jimmy Pardo lore. There's no question. There's okay. no question. Well, there you go. Uh, how many girls I picked up there? How many? Uh, I know I bought in Asia. Uh, Asia's second album. I know I bought that <laughs> at that mall. What's uh, really funny is that uh, they're remodeling the mall, of course, to try to make it look more, you know, upscale, more contemporary. Mm-hmm. But they'll never make Sears not look like it was built in 1979 with that slanted concrete, poured concrete entrance, which is fine, and they shouldn't. I don't know why they're bothering. Uh, I don't know why they are either. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, it's that's uh, what the mall was built. That's when the mall was built. What? What the hell? So. It, you know what we are, and, and you know we all like Sears. It's America's store. It is. We're, Ameri- we're America shops. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> well, you were the, there more recently than me think, for this rock and roll show. We were. We were. In fact, we used the restrooms at Sears. Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't doubt it. They, there you they, go. they do a nice job over there. They right really there. do. I, I want to say it's a, in the hardware section. That's a nice exact. Yeah, you're exactly right. <laughs> it's still there. Um, all right. Well, more of restroom memories coming up right after this. Uh, so uh, right now things in, in Los Angeles are going really well for you. You've got you did the the pilot for uh, Jimmy Pardo needs writers. We uh, Jimmy Pardo needs jokes. Needs jokes. Need writers. Okay. It's always the, oh, I'm confusing the other title, the writing room. Uh, well, that... it, was, it was yeah. It was originally called the writers room, and then we changed it to Jimmy Pardo needs jokes uh, for the pilot. And uh, you know, as with anything, you're just uh, still waiting to get feedback and all that nonsense. Okay. And uh, how do you think the pilot went? I think the pilot went great. I think cool. that. Uh, we, we turned in a really good project, and um, everybody was funny, and we turned an hour and 20-minute live show into a 22-minute TV show, Ooh. and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Cool, cool. Was it rough editing it that down, or were you not necessarily involved in that process? I know sometimes, you know, the people are, and other times you don't have a say. I was involved, um, I, I, you know, I got to see cuts as they were coming along with the 
but a very talented young lady named Tanya did the actual editing, and then okay. uh, the other co-EPs and myself would weigh in with ideas. Uh, but she uh, uh, was a magician, as far as I'm concerned. So who all was on the uh, pilot? Uh, we shot two, but the one that ended up getting actually edited together was uh, a guy named Dan O'Keefe, who is a phenomenal uh, sitcom writer, okay. and uh, Jonah Ray. Okay. And um, a guy named Frank Sebastiano, who uh, the character Frank on 30 Rock is based on. Ah, okay. And uh, and then the comics were Tommy Jonigan and uh, Julian oh, yeah. McCullough. Okay. Whoops. And uh, the other one had uh, uh, Jared Grody. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Ed Lee was on this one, not not Dan O'Keefe. Dan O'Keefe was on the first one. It was Dan O'Keefe, Gary Lucy, and Garrett, uh, Jared Grody were on the first pilot. Okay. And a uh, young, uh, young Asian kid named Ed Lee was on the second one. And then uh, the comics were uh, Shane Moss and um, Pete Holmes. Cool. Yeah, it was really I mean, just chock full of talent. Everybody was great, and uh, the, the show was really funny. And uh, you know, it's show business. No, we just I'll play the game. You've got to keep your fingers crossed. And uh, when do you expect to hear back? Uh, any day, I would say. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, the only thing that makes me nervous about Comedy Central is even when they greenlight something, they don't seem to have a lot of patience. They seem to even have less patience than a broadcast network for things. Um, listen, I, I wish them all the best. <laughs> well, um, and the, of course the podcast is going well. You just started season number 11? Season 11, I believe we're on uh, episode 3 will come out uh, or is out. or uh, I know season 2 just, uh, season 2, episode 2. So rattled by this Facebook thing, PF. Yeah. <laughs> still, uh, still haven't shaken it. More of a sentence. Uh, yeah, we're do- it's, do- it's going great, and uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, still thrilled to death to be doing that, and any sort of nonsense that happens over there. So, is that really the? Uh, that seems like the thing you uh, really enjoy most. Although I don't really see you over at uh, at Conan, but I still think the, the the podcast, even you know, after this long, it is it just still seems as as fresh as uh, when I first heard it. It's I well, first of all, I appreciate you saying that. Secondly. Um, yeah, you know it, it is. You know, uh, yeah. I don't know. You, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, from doing a podcast, you get to talk about whatever you want to, and you yep. you have fun doing it. And if you have the right people on that you click with, you know, you're able to have you know bounce off each other and do your nonsense. And uh, hopefully, you don't overuse the word nonsense like I have in this uh, conversation. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, I do enjoy it. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's filled with, you know, I don't get to go, go out and do as much stand-up as I used to do, so it fills that void. And, pardon me, oh, God, I'm a mess today. Um, so, yeah, I still enjoy doing it. And, God, why can't I just say yes and let you move on to your next question? Oh, no, it's fine, because that's what it's all about. It's like, let the conversation breathe. You're, know, you're, you're the whole episode this week. I'm a, I'm a little bit lazy. I've got uh, a lot of stuff going on, so there's there's no fake news, no dumb bits. Uh, oh, all right. Yeah, so you're gonna take a like. You're gonna be like, well, you could be like Kevin Smith. I could ask one question. You could talk for 20 minutes, and then I could squeeze in a second question. That'd be the end of the show. Ah, well, listen, <laughs> I won't have anything as uninteresting as he. He's a nice man. He's um, a very nice man. And uh, but I believe he's second to Corolla. I think Corolla would uh, outtalk him by six hours. Yeah, I've never spoke. I did. Oh, and I, I did speak to Corolla years ago, and I, I accidentally offended him. Uh, oh, this is back when he was working with Jimmy Kimmel on the Man Show. And I was trying to delicately ask a question because I knew they were very involved in the writing of the show as well as performing it. 
and I delicately asked, well, how do you know when a bit maybe is going a little bit too long? Because, you know, that happens on Saturday Night Live a lot, and people criticize that. And I, I unfortunately cited an example, and Corolla snapped back at me. Well, it's no parody song, because I would mentioned earlier in the interview that I had, had done that kind of work mistakenly. And he got up, and Kimmel was very even-handed. He was like, oh, well, no, no, we just know. We have a feel for it. And he was very nice, but, but Corolla was pissed off. <laughs> He, uh, you know, I, I, I've only had nice experiences with Adam. I, I, yeah. I believe he's a guy that uh, I always like to use the phrase funny in the bones. I sure. believe he has it. Um, but uh, I do know that people uh, like to comment that uh, he likes to talk a lot and answer, uh, you know, a question for 45 minutes, which can only take, usually take one or two words. There you go. Well, it makes my job easier. Just have to, That's true. Yeah, I don't think as many questions asked, so. Right, and, it, and so you know, save him for another one of your lazy days when you have nothing to do. That's true. If I can get uh, him on, yeah. Usually, I have to fool people into being on the podcast, uh, as related to a. Uh, uh, and in fact, that's how we set this up. I didn't want to bother you uh, otherwise, but of course, you'll be in Minneapolis on one of your rare stand-up appearances. So, folks in Minnesota, take note. Uh, doing what two a Friday and a Saturday at the Acme? I will, uh, July twenty-seven, twenty-eight, and uh, July twenty-eighth is actually my birthday. Oh boy! And uh, so. Uh, you know, it's always nice to celebrate your birthday out of town, away from your friends and family. There you go. <laughs> and uh, just feel as lonely as possible as you can on your birthdays, just in a hotel room, uh, you know, contemplating what you're going to do with the rest of your life. Yeah. Maybe maybe go over see the twins. A twin? The twins. The twins. Oh, I thought you said well, not, I, you know what not, I thought, you, not, said? I thought not, you said maybe you'll receive a twin. I'm not. I'm, like, well, I'm not speaking. Gift. I'm not speaking uh, euphemistically either. I, I meant the actual baseball team, not that you would. You know, you know I, I believe they do have a day game on the 28th, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, there you go. All right. So I may go uh, at least catch a couple of innings of that to because uh, I think I believe it's even like a a 10 second walk from my hotel to the stadium so it'd be Oh that's cool right yeah it's all in the uh, same uh, same area I believe although I've I've, never, yeah. I've been to Minneapolis once for an hour in the airport so I don't really you can't really trust my judgment on that uh, I'm not going to uh, based on what you just said the airport uh, does not give you a good view of that entire city uh, Here's something that surprised me that I heard you say on Jackie Cation's podcast a while back is oh that, my god yes I know you're a baseball fan of course we've known this uh, since the, for the first time we spoke and um, yes. But I didn't realize that you really will only watch the White Sox. Like, if there's another game on, you may have it on in the background, but that's it. Yeah, I uh, I don't know what happened. A few years ago, I just kind of lost interest in watching two teams I don't know. Uh, even even the fantasy aspect of it, uh, fantasy baseball aspect, not not weird fantasy <laughs> yeah. uh, things, but the even even that is like I mean, I, I it would have to be a team where I have like four players on a team in order to. Yeah. Be, uh, willing to watch two, uh, at least on television. I'll, I'll go see two strange teams at a stadium. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a little rough. I, I don't know. Well, you know, I mean, uh, I get it when people say baseball can be a little boring. It kind of is if you're not invested in either team. Yeah. Well, either you can be invested because if it's maybe it's a, an American League Central game and you have to root against the Indians or the Tigers, or uh, but usually yeah, I've got to try to find some way to have skin in the game, and that's that I have to like. Know somebody that either lives in that city or you know visited that city and liked it, or but if it's I don't know, if it's Milwaukee and let me think would be another good example Washington the Washington Nationals. It, it's a tough game to watch. Tough one to muster up a lot of interest in that because then I can kind of stretch it and go well Jackie Cashian's from Milwaukee but she's not a baseball fan so and right my my buddy Bobby lives in Washington he's not really a Washington fan he's still a, a Pirate fan though. So. 
That'll goes out the window. Hey, by the way, the pi- how about the Pirates, huh? I know. Well, they're they're beating up on our Reds pretty good. I think they're a game and a half ahead now as of the recording of this podcast. Um, I will take your word on that. Uh, I believe my Chicago White Sox are two games up on the Indians as we speak. Yeah, the Indians are having a rough. Uh, but they just won three in a row, right? Or two uh, in a row? Very streaky. They got swept by the Reds, came back and swept the Reds at home, and then they went to Baltimore. I think took two out of three, and I think, I no, I think they took two out of three from the Angels. Uh, I think they didn't. I think they just took two out of at least the first two from the double race. Is that possible? Yeah, that could be. The, uh, they, they played last <laughs> night. I know they played the Angels on Wednesday. Okay, so they took one this, from the race last night. Th- this and, is uh, almost as interesting as our animation discussion from the last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, I think it's hysterical that I said I don't uh, uh, I don't like talking about anything but the White Sox. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I rattle this off. Rattle off all the scores. We're going to go around the horn here at the top of yeah, the hour. We'll do, do a sweep of the out-of-town scoreboard. Sure, why not? There you go. All right. So when you watch the uh, White Sox, though, do you get to watch them on GN with the hometown uh, broadcasters there? Is that you got the, 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 uh, the major league ticket? I try to. Uh, there's nothing more disappointing than uh, getting the uh, uh, the MLB and then, it, you know, I'm getting the, the feed from the other team. I, I, uh, I'm i a fan of ha- uh, Hawk Harrelson. A lot of people think he's too much of a homer. Is he the can of corn uh, guy? Say it again? Is he the can of corn guy? He's can of corn. He's put on the board. There yeah. you go. All right. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm, I'm partial to our guy, Tom Hamilton, who has the fiercest home run call in all of Major League Baseball. Uh, what does Tom Hamilton say? Uh, uh, oh, he has a couple different ones, but usually it ends up with, uh, it's a, oh, way back, gone! Just very dramatic. Uh, and he's, and that's the Indians, correct? That is the Indians, yes. Uh, you know what? I do like the Indians. Is he the TV or is he the He's on the uh, radio, radio, guy? radio side. You know what? The ra- I do get the radio as well in... Um, uh, you know, because of XM. Yeah, and, there you go. Uh, I do like the uh, the Indians uh, radio guys. I despise uh, Darren Jackson, who does radio for the White Sox. Um, he is the uh, you know the, the the color guy for Ed Farmer's play by play, and Ed Farmer's a decent broadcaster. Um, but boy, he they have saddled him. He had Chris Singleton for a while, which was awful. Now he's got Darren Jackson, and it's just I. I, I when I'm home, I want I want the home announcers on my TV. When I'm in the car, I want the away announcers for the oh. White Sox. I'm just happy to get the game, whatever, by hook or crook, however I can uh, finagle it. Usually by doing the old-fashioned way, just using the old AM radio and sticking oh. it by the window. And uh, luckily, I can still pick up the Indians games at night. Well, there you go. I mean, yeah. listen, you're, you're close enough. I'm in Los Angeles. i got to uh, I gotta pay you these crazy uh, satellite fees. Yep. And uh, But you really like Los Angeles, and I know our, our friend Jimmy Dore does, too. And uh, it always, I always find it a little weird only in that we enjoy Chicago so much that, I mean, I guess of the two, Los Angeles is going gonna, is gonna to win that battle. But, um, I mean, do you miss Chicago at all? I mean, it is, it is a great town. We always enjoy going there. You know, I was just there for a week of shows in Chicago for Conan. We did a week of shows in, in Chicago for Conan. And I enjoyed that week. I enjoyed getting back there. I was uh, there for a week in the summer, which I don't usually do. I'm usually there in the winter for Christmas time to see my family. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm usually it's usually bitter cold and I can't wait to get out of there. Uh, this was beautiful weather. Uh, I was there doing these phenomenal shows at the Chicago Theater. Um, you know, I had the pleasure of throwing out the first pitch of the White Sox game. I saw that. Uh, so it was a really great trip. So, uh, but I don't think I would ever move back there. Uh, I, I like Los Angeles. Well, yeah, of, of the uh, two, I, I could see that. I guess us coming from Cincinnati, which isn't bad either. But I mean, it's you know. If you're talking the big metroplexes in the, in the country, I probably would have to err on the side of Los Angeles. But uh, I always forget how much yeah. I enjoy Chicago until we go there. And uh, just, you know, 
I guess it's like Cincinnati or Cleveland, just so much bigger, and they just, and everything is just there, and it's you know, and it's a well kept city, I would say for a well Chicago. It it, it was interesting to like I said to be there in the summertime, which I've not been there in a long time in the summer. Uh, to uh, just witness the uh, the architecture and and, and oh, just yeah. look at all the buildings and all that and just go, wow, this is a beautiful city. This is a great yes, absolutely know, a great place to uh, to visit. Yep, parking a bit oppressive, but what can you do? <laughs> mm. Hey, that's big city, PF. That is. And uh, speaking of other cities, and uh, any plans to come here to Cincinnati? Sadly, I don't. I have. Uh, oh, I think I think I'm getting close. I'll be in Dayton, I think, in November. Okay, we'll come check you out there then. Would you uh, playing? But, a... Yeah, my uh, for whatever reason, the uh, we just haven't been able to finagle a go bananas date. Uh, nothing has seemed to have worked out on either side, and I can't even tell you why. Okay, because I, you know, I'm a fan of go bananas. I, yes. it's one of my top five Ab- favorite clubs absolutely. In, the, in the country. Cool. All right, we'll, be, we'll check you out in Dayton. We can do that. It's not. It's only about an hour yeah, away. Come up there, watch me do my nonsense. There you go. All right. See if the guy from the Kiss Army will finally catch up with you. Uh, that fellow will be back, right? That's right. He's still looking for you. <laughs> sure. You, you, never, you never know. Uh, you never know who's on, on the prowl. He may finally track you down. Uh, All right. There's always that risk. And I should say I'm also enjoying uh, the, the spinoff of, uh, of Never Not Funny, of course, the, the very fine uh, Rock Solid with Gary Lucy and Pat Francis. Well, you as a guy that is a big music guy, and you know, yes. has a, you know your uh, your love of PF's mixtape and all and what have you is yes. Uh, that's a fun show. I think those guys are doing a great job. They are, and uh, you know, I know that Pat gets a lot of heat for you know his quote unquote horrible taste in music, but huh. uh, but who cares? You yeah. know, like what you like, and exactly, and, and, yeah, and support what you like, and, and and plus people would be mortified by mine. At least I can, I can, I know a lot of people that have similar taste to Pat Francis, whereas people would just be mortified to, to see my iPod. Well, yours is what ninety eight percent OMD, and then yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, 40% Beach Boys, 40% OMD, and then it's your uh, mostly 80s iPod with some of today's favorites. <laughs> there you as go. I, as I like to say. Uh, but, but, uh, uh, but, you know, I, I don't I, Again, you and I have spoken about it. I think the 80s get a bad rap for reasons do. I will never understand. Yeah, yeah. Although I always like different 80s kind of music. Whenever people say 80s, they think, you know, uh, more stuff like the hair metal and, and that kind of nonsense. Whereas I'm more like, I'm a new wave daddy from way back. Well, you know what? Uh, you're right. That—that that is the other. The that is the downside of the, of the '80s. Like when Jack FM or, or whatever your your Jack station is there. Yeah. Uh, you know we, we you know we play anything we want. It's always Dexy's Midnight Runners. Yep. And it's always yep. Uh, you know Duran Duran Duran's Hungry Like the Wolves. Like, yeah. Th- no, there's more than they that. They had more those songs. Not, I'm not saying those are bad songs. No, no. Way. But they're like the go-to '80s right. references. But it's like there's so many great '80s songs and. They all get lumped into this, you know, these, those overplayed five. Exactly. That's, I, I wrote an article about that for City Beat, saying I listed all the songs that you knew by a certain band, like a flock of seagulls. I ran, then I listed. But there's also uh, Wishing and Space Age Love Song and uh, uh, DNA, and uh, the whole first album is actually pretty good. But you know, all we get to hear is. And, and by the way, you're, you're exactly right. I ran is another one where it's like, you know, yeah, just enough. one of those five that you really never need to hear again. Yeah, and again, truly. not a bad song. You exactly. Just yeah. Don't need to hear it. Yeah, yeah, because you can hear you can hear it without hearing it, as they say. Oh, sweet Jesus, can you? <laughs> all righty, sir. Well, uh, I know you got a lot to do, and uh, so I will let you go at this point, and uh, hopefully we'll see you up in Dayton in November, and. Uh, as always, we'll link to all the appropriate links uh, on our Podbean page so people can find all things uh, Jimmy Pardo. 
Well, I appreciate that, and I appreciate uh, you taking the time to talk, and it was uh, always enjoyable, and yes. uh, hopefully I'll see you in November. Cool, man. All right. All right. We are friends, we, and that's confirmed on our Facebook page. Yes, We're it friends. is. It is. He's confirmed, but Mark Zuckerberg has stamped his approval on that. He's got it. All right. Thanks, Pia. All right. Thanks, Jimmy. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Jimmy Pardo for being on the podcast. You can listen to Jimmy's podcast, Never Not Funny, at podcast.com, or, of course, you can always search for it in iTunes, which is probably the way most people listen to it. Speaking of, uh, if you go to pfradio.podbean.com, that's the page that hosts this particular podcast, you can uh, find all of the uh, links and uh, so forth associated with all the things we discussed on today's show. Uh, Jimmy is in Minneapolis at the Acme Comedy Club July 27th and 28th. Friend of the podcast, Jim Lugers, is in the Funniest Person in Cincinnati semifinals on July 18th. And uh, boy, a lot of funny people in that contest. If you're in the Cincinnati area, I would recommend going July 11th and 18th and, uh, let me see, 25th. Yeah, a lot of funny people still left in that competition. Uh, I am not one of them because apparently I'm not funny. Uh, let me see. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at PF66. Uh, PF Tape Recorder logo designed by Dan Koble. Uh, follow him at Tiger Dactyl on Twitter. Music composed and performed by John Veropoulos and Doug O'Connor with a little help from me. Um, oh, most important of all, of course, uh, next two episodes, it's going to be the uh, BF Tape Recorder Summer Music Festival. All kinds of great bands uh, that you've heard uh, in the past year here on the Tape Recorder. We'll be playing them, so uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, other than that, all I have to say is so long and thanks for listening. So there you go, episode 51 with Jimmy Pardo. And uh, what more can you say? Hopefully we'll be able to talk to Jimmy again sometime soon. But again, if, since I don't really write for any papers anymore, if he comes to Cincinnati, I reckon we'll, we'll, we'll chit-chat with him because he's usually very good about making time for us on this program. Uh, we will talk to Jimmy again. In the meantime, we're up to the song of the week. It's by a guy called Rathbone Place. Of course, I heard this on Radio 1. I know nothing about this dude. There's nothing on the internet about him. He has a Spotify page. He has a SoundCloud page. There's no website or Instagram or social media presence or anything. He is a DJ, presumably. He's sampling Belinda Carlisle's Live Your Life, Be Free. That's a song from her fourth album released in 1989 or 90. It did not chart any singles in the U.S. It charted two in the U.K. They bothered the charts to get to like 20-odd, both of them. Uh, this one was not one of them. It was the lead-off single. didn't chart in any country that I know of. And it's, boy, it's got a nice hook to it, though. And I think I like this kind of stuff, when, especially when DJs take an obscure song that maybe wasn't a hit and take it and sample it and make something new out of it. That's pretty good. I have no problem with that. And it's, such is the case here. 
he just calls it a Be Free. He shortens the title to Be Free. It's Rathbone Place sampling Belinda Carlisle and adding his own little bits into it. It's our song of the week on PF's tape recorder. So long and thanks for listening. (laughs) 